My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Hello, this is Laura Lee Rourke from the podcast, It's Not About Food. I'm also the co-founder of Beyond Hunger and the co-creator of the Body Love Cards, which is what we're talking about on these podcasts these days. Just want to remind everyone that it is never, ever, 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 ever about food. It is never, ever, ever about your weight. We think it's those things, but it never, ever is. Not one time, not ever, not ever. So don't even think that way. So today we're talking about boundaries. Something that I do not like. (laughs) (laughs) But we felt, uh, Carol and I felt it very important to include it into our body love cards. And when, uh, when I learned how to have them, I was much happier than before, but I still don't like it when people have to set a boundary with me or that I have to set one with anyone else. So it's a process. So the goddess on the front is sitting down on the floor with her little spirit animal deer, and she is drawing a circle around her, showing that uh, she's sitting here and there's a boundary all the way around her. So what the card says in the back is, When we stop dieting and obsessing about food and weight, we set a boundary that allows us to start living our lives and meeting our own needs. Setting boundaries is a way to protect our own integrity. By setting limits or saying no, we are able to make choices based upon our own unique truth instead of what we believe we should do, should eat, or should weigh. So I am so happy to have our guest today, Susan, and I'm going to let her talk a little bit about herself and what she's doing, what she's up to, and then we'll have a chat about the dreaded boundaries. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I am by no means an expert, but I am definitely walking through the fire on purpose as we speak. So my name is Susan Schultz. Um, I, I don't even know where to start. I... Uh, What I do for a living is I get to work with the best motivational entertainer in the world, Kevin Bracey, as his assistant. And we have co-founded a uh, anti-bullying and character education program called the Reach One Alliance, where we get to go into schools in most of Northern California and communicate and connect with students and teachers about kindness and greatness and living their dreams and, and all of that great stuff. Um, Those kids call me Coach Kindness, and they call him Coach Greatness. So it's kind of like (laughs) our superhero names out in the world. Cool. But what I do for fun and what I love is I'm a mom um, and a soon-to-be empty nester. So that I'll explain more about how boundaries play a point in all of this weirdness that's happening with my 20-year-old daughter. And um, I'm a huge community advocate and a community volunteer. 
I get to um, serve on the board of directors for It Takes Guts, which is an awesome local nonprofit in Northern California. Great. And uh, I work very closely with a good friend of mine, Emily Ireland Cox and Lucky Bombshell. I volunteer with her often. Um, feed Sacramento Homeless and Trunkful of Miracles. So mm. we that's what fills my cup. All of those things fill my mm-hmm. cup. Um, yes. And you can, if you are interested in following any of those journeys, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook and I can tell you how later. Okay. We'll put that up. But so I would think with all of those things that you just, well, first of all, I need to take a rest after listening. <laughs> All the things that you're doing. That is amazing. Um, it is, but I'm going to tell you why, how boundaries play a point in this. I was just so going to say, I'm sure you crazy. have to have good boundaries in order to do all that, or you just get all smushed up in everything. Well, I get smushed up in everything because the people pleaser <laughs> part of me mm-hmm. has to always be moving, 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 mm-hmm. because I'm not really good at sitting still. And I'm sure there's a long and weighted reason about all of those things too. But as I'm now 48 and as I'm now a newly almost empty nester, Mm -hmm. what I'm finding in my life is I have this chance to figure out who I am and what I'm about. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to enforce boundaries with my grown child and with my work and with my family and with, and that has almost become its own priority. I mean, it's just, it's work. It's such hard work. Mm-hmm. And you realize how boundaries are structuring, both the boundaries that I try to put up and uh, maintain. Mm-hmm. And what I just had like an epiphany yesterday, thank you very much, thanks to you, Marley, <laughs> is that what boundaries that I have learned and been conditioned that I didn't even know were boundaries that yes. I'm... I'm not brave enough to push against. I wish I could push against those boundaries as easily as people seem to push right over mine. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Seems like always other people have them better than I do. That's for sure. It does feel like that. I'm, Mm -hmm. I admire that. Mm -hmm. So that's where I am in the fire. I'm by no means an expert in boundaries because I really feel like I'm finally giving some attention and some, light to this place that has been so hard. I have the space in my life to do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and so it's coming. Right. And it is, it is something. It is not peaceful sometimes. <laughs> it's not pretty. <laughs> it's not pretty. Yeah. And if you're like me and conflict is not your jam, <laughs> then it's not work you want to engage in. Right. You really have to decide and make a decision that this is where we're headed. Right. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and I think that for me, um, when we talk about boundaries, or when I'm doing groups or workshops or whatever I'm doing, is that really, when would we have learned that? First of all, does a grown-up even have boundaries? And so how would they have taught me? I had no boundaries in my family. Nobody even knew what that was. It just... Uh, you know, all your stuff was up for grabs about anything all the time. And anybody could tell you what to do or when to do it. And you could do that to them too. And then the, may the best person at it win, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so consequently, as an adult, I had no boundaries and didn't know the boundaries existed. And for me, when I was trying to recover from different things, I learned that 
Sure, if I feel like, say, you know, since we're talking about eating disorders, so say like I felt like I was going to eat a whole uh, gallon of ice cream. And of course, I could call a friend, go for a walk, take a bath, get a massage. I could do something other than do that. But I found that at that moment, it was very hard for me to do something else. And if I followed that thread, I could see that two days before my boundaries were crossed, either by Mm. me or by somebody else. And I needed to set that straight, but I'd rather eat, or I only knew how to eat a gallon of ice cream. So Mm -hmm. that's what I learned is that I needed to set boundaries. I needed to take care of myself emotionally, physically, spiritually. And I needed to have that autonomy of my own feelings, wants, and desires, and that would make me not eat the gallon of ice cream. Hmm. So fascinating. Yes. It was like a before anything else kind of a job, you know? Right. And then that would sort of come up later and I'd go, oh, if I don't set this boundary with this person right now, chances are I'm going to buy yet another pair of black shoes. <laughs> I'm going to eat something I don't really want. I'm going to maybe think about smoking again, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just need I, to do that right now. I'm trying to think about where boundaries, where I first realized boundaries came into my life and how that worked Yeah, as you're saying this. And I... In a very weird and obscure way, I can remember one of my first memories being like the day I learned I was fat. Mm -hmm. I was six years old and it was about Easter time. And I remember seeing a commercial for Cadbury eggs Mm. and they were coming over to America for the first time. They'd only been in England. And so it was like a really new thing. And they had the Easter bunny, you know, on the screen and these Cadbury eggs, chocolate eggs and that gooey stuff inside. And I told my mom I wanted those for Easter. Mm -hmm. And I had a brother who was four years old. And she said, oh, no, those are fattening. You can't have those. Mm. (laughs) And I didn't understand what that meant. But I knew because of my mom's history that fat was not a good thing. And so somehow that wasn't good. But when Easter came, my brother got Cadbury eggs and I didn't. So what I learned is even the Easter bunny thought I was fat. Mm -hmm. Oh, and so nice. That was like the first boundary of what you can't have Mm -hmm. for me that I can remember. And as I remember the first boundary that I personally set, I was like 11 years old. And I remember my stepmom, my stepdad, my mom had been married three times and my stepdad was not a good guy for a lot of reasons. And it's content warning because any bad thing you could think of was happening was happening. And I remember sitting there thinking, I'm going to gain weight. I was already bigger and tall, mm-hmm. but now I'm going to gain weight so I can be either ugly enough that he won't touch me or big enough that he won't touch my brothers anymore. Oh, God. Yes. And I gained weight and I ended up weighing at the top of my weight, 487 pounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Along that, you become a people pleaser because you are thinking of all the ways you need to be worthy for people to accept you. Yes. And and all the things, like, so there's no boundary. You won't cross anybody else's boundaries, speaking for me, but I couldn't create any boundaries because 
anything could happen anytime, any That's minute, right. my mom could be divorced and then everything would change and then we would move. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so many things. Yeah. And you just roll with everything and you have to rebound so fast because you're not allowed to have emotion around it or, or look like things are bad. Right, 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 right. So you got to quick, quick, quick. But then when you try to set boundaries, as I became a mom and I was the responsible person, I tried to set boundaries and my daughter was not like me. She had none of that. <laughs> she was very oppositional. She is very much her own person and her own. And because I was the non-conflict person, I let her get away with so much stuff. I just mm-hmm. didn't want that conflict in my home. Right. So I just think like as the last few months I've been thinking about, like this has been a real big focus. And as much as I did not want this card to resonate with me, <laughs> It kept coming up. It kept coming back. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to do this messy. We're just going to talk about this as messy as it gets because it is messy business until it's not. It is. And the card was your, had a good boundary with you. (laughs) Well, I tried really hard to pick something else. (laughs) Right. And it said, no, this is the boundary of the boundary card. But it's so fascinating how we all as humans, instead of using our voice or our power within to stand up to abuse or to um, somebody telling us something that we don't want to do and making us do it or whatever it is, that we would rather use our body, get really big or really small or just disappear in our bodies or mm-hmm. do whatever because we, we are so scared about using our voice and saying no. I do not want that to happen to me. No, I do not want to do that. No, I do not want to have this be the way that it is. And I'm saying no. And isn't it interesting that we we call children who say no, 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 ops, would you say ops? Oppositional. Yeah. So we put a label on that and maybe there's a drug for it too, I'm sure. Instead of going... Wow, she's got good boundaries. <laughs> That's so I had not even thought of that. Thank you for that idea. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because yes, okay. Well, yeah. she does have good boundaries. <laughs> yeah. And if we don't have as parents or teachers or friends of people that have good boundaries, we do not like that. We don't like it. We don't Mm-mm. want that. We want everyone just to go along to get along and then we're all happy and all okay, which of course not at all. Right. Absolutely true. Yeah. And, and you, you got to be prepared for that fight when you decide you're going to put your own boundaries up because people don't like it. People don't like it. And and I, I know why they don't like it because I don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> but That's true. We have to learn how to do it. We have to be learn how to be autonomous in ourselves and have our own selves and say no or yes or uh, let me get back to you about that. That's right. such a really important, mature thing to do, which is to s- figure out what it is that you really can and want to do, and then say that. I'm working on. I'm working yeah. on receiving. I'm softly accepting and receiving the message. Yes, and when you have an experience like you did as a child, so horribly were your boundaries crossed. Again, not only. Verbally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, your boundaries were just trampled. Where would you have learned that, that it was okay to say no? It was okay to say, that is not in my plan. Thank you very much, Dad. Right. Yeah. 
yeah, I can't even imagine. No. I, but I'm so grateful for the awareness today. Today, right. Because today is what we're working with. Mm-hmm. And it is truly a practice mm-hmm. all the time. Because yeah. I'm noticing, I'm starting to notice with the awareness comes, oh, okay, this, this is a belief system that you've challenged. This yes. is, which, because that's what boundaries are too. Yes. We are, we are limited and, and titles, family member titles, all of those things are kind of like boundaries. There's certain protocol that comes or etiquette comes with dealing with those people in your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, as I start thinking about it, it's like, I want to be free of this. Yeah. Yes, and, we do. Yeah. Right. And we have to learn how to have the balance, too, of saying sometimes um, we go, okay, is this really a boundary I need to set? Mm, No, I think I can just, you know, do whatever. Or no, I need to set this one up. I'm going to need to call that person on this right now. And again, I would just hate it. I would, my face would get all red. I'd get all hot. My heart would beat really hard. You know, and I'd say, I can't make the cupcakes for the party and they'd go, okay. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But I felt like I was saying, I'm going to throw a bomb in your house, you know? (laughs) Yes, I totally know. Unfortunately, I know after that I threw the bomb and (laughs) sometimes it's not well received. (laughs) Right, right. But yes, yes. And it's it's sometimes really simple to just say, no, I can't do that. Thanks though for asking. (laughs) Right. And I'm so impressed when I see people practicing that and doing that right now in the world. And I, you know, start to say yes, because it's a habit. And then I really have to think about it, but just take a minute to think about what do you really want to do? I even have a a reminder on my phone. It says, choose yourself. Wow. Because all the time I won't. And so this is new. And so now I'm practicing choose yourself and I'm finding that I'm more satisfied with my days because I'm really in more in tune with what I might want to do and what I might want to experience in that situation. Yes, yes. And I think uh, what you were just saying about deciding what it is that you can and want to do, it doesn't always have to be this really big burning bush, you know? A lot of times we don't know. I have delayed reactions about things, probably from my own childhood. So I'll say yes to something or say, no, I don't want to do that. And then later go think about it and go, actually, I do want to do that or I don't or I don't want to do that. And so I call them. I can call them back. I can change my mind. What a concept. It's not (laughs) set in stone. You know what? I thought about it. I don't have time to make those cupcakes. You know, I thought about it and I actually would love to go to that with you. And Mm -hmm. That's okay, but I I get so black and white about it. Like I have to know in the moment exactly what I feel all the time, which I sometimes don't. That is a great observation to know in the moment what you want, because yeah. I feel like that is the moment where we make a reaction instead of doing a response. Yeah, exactly. Like we react to what we've always known or always done because, yes. but now it's like, okay, well, I'm trying to not do that. Yes, Yes. In the moments that I remember to not do that. Right. Right. And I and say, can I get back to you? <laughs> yes. And exactly. Like, and people say that all the time and they don't feel like their stomach is going to fall out. Right. <laughs> I am so envious. Right. But I also know that in groups and in workshops and stuff that I do with people, 
is we sort of like, okay, everybody pair up with somebody, and for the next week, you're going to call in that person, and you're going to set a boundary with them, and they're going to accept the boundary. And then they're going to call you and set a boundary, and you're going to accept the boundary. And that's how we're going to practice. We're going to practice oh with gosh. each other. We're all learning how to do this. And it really does work, you know? We just have to practice. Oh my gosh, when you were saying that, I was like, I don't know which of those two scenarios would be more terrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the one that's more terrifying, you do that a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> do that one the most. <laughs> that's, I think, where I'm learning sort of how to honor that space for myself and my friends as we've introduced this whole idea of guilt-free friendship. So when we cancel at the last minute of something that we yeah. committed to doing, we are fine with it. Um, oh, it's not that, that big of a deal. Right. A big, huge explanation is absolutely not required. Right. No and is we a remind com- each other. Right. No is a complete sentence. It totally is. Right. It totally is. And I'm grateful for my girlfriends who, you know, are in that too. We're all trying to be a little bit more mindful and we're baby stepping our way through it because mm-hmm. it feels like a landmine sometimes. It is. So it is. Yeah. It does feel like that. But if we practice with our friends and people who are safe, who won't freak out, what do you mean you're not going to come with me? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm never going to call you again. You know, that you, we get to see how people's hair doesn't just start on fire if we put a boundary down, you know, that they're okay right. with it a lot of the time. And I also think that with your work and the bullying, that is like a huge boundary issue. Not only does the bully not have any boundaries, but whoever they're bullying, that bully is stepping all over their boundaries. It's so true. It's so true. And to teach little kids that they have them and they can have them is a huge gift that you're giving them. Thank you. One of my very favorite parts about that is encouraging them to see the kindness and to be the kindness mm-hmm. that might be missing. Because I think by empowering them to know that they can do something to create a difference, yes, it might change the right. culture of a campus and maybe a community and then yes. maybe the world. Right. If we were all feeling encouraged to speak up and to take action in some positive way to make someone else's experience a little bit better, maybe. Yeah. And there's a really difficult truth about bullying for little kids that the kids get bullied more for their size than for any other reason. And third through fifth grade, the kids that are deemed overweight get bullied more than any of the other kids for any other different reason. And of course, no bullying is okay. I don't care what it is. But to me, it's so arbitrary about how much somebody weighs when they're little. They don't have not even... They're, they haven't even grown all the way up yet, so who knows what they're going to look like. And if they've been bullied by their weight, chances are they're going to have an eating disorder and, and severe body hatred when they get older. That is absolutely true and probably absolutely my experience. I was doing a talk one time, and I think it was a study in a third graders who said the options were cut off your right arm, have your right arm amputated, or be fat. And overwhelmingly, they thought they would be better off without the arm. Oh, nice. Oh, God. And And we've done that. Our culture has done that. Our culture has absolutely done that. And what makes me mad, and this is where I get a little bit feisty about it, is really the concept, the social construct of what weight is. 
Yeah. It's only, it's a marketing thing. It's whoever had the money to market the products, to decide, oh, I want this type of person in this. And so once all of the, and let's be honest, majority white men as, I mean, yeah, white men, it was Mm -hmm. white men who created the architecture and everything Mm -hmm. that excludes people who are fat. Yep. That excludes. So it's like all of that stuff. And then we go home. Yeah. And our moms are in our families, lightweight bully us for our eating. That is not within our control. We are not serving ourselves these things. I mean, just it goes on and on. Boundaries are all messed up. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of times what happens again in this culture, we see that if we don't get bullied or we don't bully somebody else, we bully ourselves. You yes, know, we, we absolutely turn do. that into ourselves. So maybe once, like one homeless person when I was 22 said something about me, and I remembered that the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> and reacted against it instead of going, oh. Yeah, dude, that's your opinion. Thanks a lot for sharing. But no, I took it to heart when he said something about my legs or something. And mm-hmm. and I heard that over and over a billion trillion times until I finally said, I can let this homeless guy go, I think, now. Oh, good. Yeah. And oh, that's, good. that's the boundary thing. People can say anything or do anything to you. Absolutely. They want to. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would go grocery shopping. And people would literally come up to my cart and say, well, do you really need that in your cart? Do you, I mean, and I would just turn around and walk out. People have no shame and it is so unconscionable to me. I mean, I could not even as much as go up to anybody and say anything about anything as I can breathe. I mean, it's the craziest thing, but people truly do not care. They think that they're doing you a favor or it's their prerogative because you're fat and they're not. Uh Or you're a woman and they're not. Or you're a woman or you're black or you're whatever you are. Yeah. Well, long, yeah, yeah, and, and we just talked about this in another podcast about how when people see you, even your own really good friends, they need to comment about your appearance. Oh, you look great, or oh, that sweater's nice, or oh, your hair looks good, or oh, mm-hmm. um, whatever, whatever it is. Oh, or, have you lost weight? Oh, have you gained Always. weight? Oh my, oh my God! Uh, instead of saying. How great it is to see you. Man, I have missed you and I love you so much. That would be way too vulnerable. We'd rather say, did you see so-and-so's thighs? Oh, my God. We'd much rather (laughs) have that conversation than, I am so happy to see you and you look so beautiful to me inside and out. We just don't really say what's really in our hearts. We... The culture says we should judge everybody by their appearance because that's where people make money. Exactly true. Mm -hmm. And I find myself now trying really hard because this is all learned stuff. Like you have to make a decision to unlearn it. Yes. And, And I try really hard to not... Tell every little girl how cute she looks instead. Be like, oh my gosh, you look so strong. Or if that's even a thing, whatever they're doing, what's appropriate without making it about their cuteness. Yes. Yes. And calling everybody bait or not bait, but calling everybody buddy. Yeah. Whether they're a boy or a girl. Right. So that, you know, because it's like neutral, but not making it cutesy or too whatever, just neutralize it so that everybody feels included. Yes. Yes. Well, I know that um, I'm a grandmother, and my sister is a grandmother, and we both have little granddaughters, and they are both different body types. 
Mm-hmm. My granddaughter looks like my side of who I took after on my side of the family, who is my father's side of the family, tall and thin. My sister took after the, my mother's side of the family, which are sort of shorter and rounder. Mm-hmm. And both are perfect. Both are good. Right. But my granddaughter looks like what the society thinks little girls should look like. And her granddaughter is a, is a little bit bigger. And so my granddaughter gets the, oh, my God, she's so tiny. She's such a little tiny princess. Isn't she cute? She's like a little fairy. And the other one gets, oh, she is so strong. She's going to be blah, 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 whatever it is. And I think, shut the hell. Who are you, (laughs) Miss Person, who's in the store? (laughs) Like. And I have told people straight up to their face, we don't really talk about their size. You know, we don't really do that. They're both creative. They're both funny. They're both smart. They're both they're both fabulous little girls. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about that because that, you know, little fairy person, that's not going to help her. And that, oh, she's so strong and big and strong, that's not going to help her. Let's just, like, talk about who they really are. Right, because it's the content of their character that's right. the most important. Right. And I assume that someday I'll be asked to leave Target because of that. <laughs> Because I'm on the PA system. <laughs> you just need that shirt that says, I'm that grandma. Nobody, <laughs> nobody will mess with you. Right. <laughs> right. But it is no boundaries. No boundaries for these little girls. No boundaries for the little boys. No boundaries no. for anybody. Yeah, nope. There crazy. isn't. And and they were, a so, I mean, it's just a social construct. It's what somebody decided it was and it caught on. Yeah. And, and it that's continues. Right. I have a friend who was one of the first women in marketing way back when, when they were deciding what colors they were going to put on diapers to sell boys' diapers and girl diapers so they would sell more diapers. Mm. And she has a real fascinating story about the decision-making. She was the only woman in that process. And she's like, who the hell cares what color diapers they are? But the idea was, if we're going to make more money, now we have to take it and specialize and customize. And and so with that pink and blue became a whole new boundary that we are now unlearning. Yeah. Wow. So there was no green or yellow diaper because that would be a transsexual baby. (laughs) (laughs) No rainbow diaper. No rainbow (laughs) diaper. Sorry. Yeah. No. Weird. They picked it, and it was said, and it was so, oh. and it has been so for all of this time. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. I'm wondering if there's anything else that you would like to say about boundaries and the whole concept of having them, getting them, loving them. <laughs> boundaries are our friends. Boundaries. I'm going to discover if boundaries are my friend. I'm assuming they are. I've heard. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do the research. Um, I would say get some. And I think it's going to be worth all of the work. I don't know yet. I know it's not easy. And I wish I could say I have this great sage advice for it. But I will say that you can't not try. Mm-hmm. And you are worth the try. Yes. That's what I keep telling myself. That is the best way to end this. You are worth the try. Just because you didn't learn it, like we didn't learn to tie our shoes. It's okay to learn how now as an adult. You know, we can't use Velcro forever. We can tie <laughs> our shoes. So I'm wondering if you'll read the last part of the card that today. I'd be happy to. Mm-hmm. Today I will practice noticing when I cross my own boundary by doing something that is not in my best interest. 
I will question if my actions are based upon my own unique truth or what I think I should do. I will practice setting limits and saying no if needed. Oh, that's so great. And what are, I love that last line. I will practice setting limits and saying no if needed. If it's not needed, I don't have to worry about it. If it is, I can say that. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person and need to move to Alaska. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Nobody's going to run away screaming from you. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for being on the podcast today. I really, really appreciate it. And um, good luck with all your endeavors. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing. You're helping people all over the world. And I can, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you today and share a little bit of my story as I'm telling it and learning it. And I appreciate that very much. Okay. We'll take care and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.